0: Hello and welcome to the Witch Shorts podcast, I'm Rob Lilly. Now before we start today, I have an exciting new podcast to tell you about from the team here at Witch. It's called Get Answers, and we'll be releasing new episodes every fortnight as we get to the bottom of some of life's biggest consumer questions. So whether it's getting the most from your weekly shop, finding travel hacks to save on your family holiday, or simply learning the tricks that make your everyday life easier, that's the podcast for you. Now we've popped the first episode of that podcast in this podcast feed for you to listen to and you can find all of our future episodes by searching Get Answers wherever you're listening to this podcast. Now to today's witch Shorts though and today we're exploring why home insurance needs fixing in light of a record number of complaints in the last 12 months. To release this article originally written by Dean Sobers I'll hand you over to Grace Witherden.
1: Last March, dust, debris and smoke made much of Marie Hooley's home uninhabitable. Today, the soot marks on her books and shrunken curtains in her study are the only remnants of the fire that damaged her house in Storington, West Sussex. But it's still very present in her life. The cause of the fire was a magnifying makeup mirror on her study desk, which caught and reflected the sun's rays onto her curtains setting them alight before spreading. After the fire was put out, Marie and her husband, Bill, called their insurer, Home Protect, whose representatives, GHG Solutions, were appointed to help with temporary accommodation and to oversee the handling of the claim. Marie spent much of last year sorting through her smoke-damaged possessions, getting salvageable items cleaned or repaired and disposing of the rest. And during that stressful period, Bill passed away from an illness in June. In January, Marie submitted invoices for paid for repair work to the house. These are apparently approved, but as of September, the payment is yet to materialize and she's received contradictory messages as to whether the money is even on its way. Not only does this leave her £6,300 out of pocket but it also holds up subsequent portions of her claim still to be made. Deadlocks like this are just part of a recent wave of systemic failings by home insurers. To investigate, we combed through data obtained from the Financial Ombudsman Service, quizzed claim experts and spoke to customers trapped in claims ordeals. In June, insurers were publicly lambasted by MPs in a Treasury Select Committee session, in particular over delays and poor communications from companies handling claims. Complaints to the FOS about building insurance between April and June were the highest in five years. And there's also been an increase in the percentage of complaints upheld, 40%, up from 31% the year before. The dispute arbitration body has attributed the increase in complaints over the last financial year to declined claims and delays, as well as how much insurers are willing to pay in settlement of claims. Of 34 insurance types, the Financial Conduct Authority publishes data on, stand alone buildings and contents cover are among the five products least likely to pay claims, with combined cover the six least likely. During 2022, some 99% of car insurance claims were accepted, but this figure was just 68% for standalone buildings cover and 76% for claims on combined home insurance policies. We spoke to nine claims experts and most felt things had worsened in recent years. However, Claims experts also pointed the finger at longer term problems with capacity and expertise among the staff who deal directly with customers. On the ground, the result is more than just simple inconvenience. Unexplained delays can last months or, as in the case of one witch member, six years. Going back to Marie, she feels fortunate that she's been able to cope financially with the delay in payments. Other customers facing similar hold-ups were in trickier positions. One we spoke with had to borrow money to pay a VAT invoice of £2,600 during the four months it took AXA to process her request. It told us it has conducted a detailed review and acknowledges that on this occasion, our claim service did not meet the high standards expected. But there can be staggering differences between what insurers and their customers consider adequate settlements. Imran Ramzan, who is a loss adjuster turned loss assessor, described one case where a five-bedroom detached house had been flooded. He said, the insurers offered £60,000 to settle the whole claim. We found that amount was grossly inadequate. Insurers and their representatives have distinct advantages over consumers when it comes to negotiating cash settlements. If the claim is complex, you may struggle to check your insurer's homework. And even if you have the expertise, you may not be able to afford the delay if your home is a building site. For this reason, some customers we spoke to were hesitant to negotiate, complain or go to the FOS, sometimes giving in and taking what was on offer. To stop claims going off the rails, keep detailed records of all correspondence with any people involved. Claims can end up changing hands between different case handlers, so having your own record may help keep things straight. If you're unhappy with the decision or the insurer's standard of service, complain to it in writing. It can also be worth making a subject access request. This is a request for copies of the firm's files and information it holds about you. These can help if the firm is being opaque and it shows you're serious. If you're still at loggerheads with your insurer, you can take your complaint to the FOS. A qualified loss assessor provides expert support and can negotiate with your insurer on your behalf, which can be immensely helpful in a complex dispute. But expect to be charged a percentage of the claim payout for their services typically between five and 15%. Of the 10 insurers who spoke to us about their FOS statistics, all pointed out either that these figures represent very small proportions of customers who claim with them, or that they have high general levels of customer satisfaction. Six insurers, including the AA, AXA, Fairmead, LV, UK Insurance and Zurich also noted that volatile weather and macroeconomic issues such as supply chain costs had created exceptional strain. HDI also said that when the FOS upheld complaints, it hadn't always disagreed with the insurer's decision in declining the claim. We also spoke to the Association of British Insurers about the indications of poor service. It told us that insurers appreciate how stressful claims can be for the customer when disaster strikes and want to process claims quickly and efficiently. A spokesman told us certain challenges beyond their control can impact timings, such as repair delays, access to skilled tradespeople, and in some cases, short supply of alternative accommodation. Clear and timely communication is vital to support customers throughout any claim and we're working with our members to understand where any improvements can be made.
0: Thank you so much to Grace and to Dean Sobers too for his piece which was originally written for the November issue of Which Money magazine. And I should also mention that we'll be covering this story in more detail with Dean in a future episode of our Money podcast. That'll be in a few weeks' time. Now remember, you can find more articles you'll find useful every day on everything from money and technology to home and garden advice by signing up to one of our many free email newsletters. And you can do that at which.co.uk forward slash newsletters. We'll be back next week for another episode of Witch Shorts, and thanks for listening. Witch Shorts was produced by me, Rob Lilly, while the exec producer was Angus Farker.